Sorry, it's late. I'm punchy. I like it. Who's got ice cubes? Is that you, Bobby? That's me. I said I'd be here. I didn't say I'd be sober. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here. Can you guys hear my fan? Tell me if it. Tell me if it gets quieter when I. You're you're fine. I can't hear anything. (laughs) Steven, shut up. (laughs) All right. Uh, Here comes the silence, and then here comes the pain. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are a twice-weekly podcast about a podcast. Said podcast is the former radio show, Too Beautiful to Live. Tonight, we break our format of a tribute show for a Friday release to indulge ourselves and the Wagoneers with a recap of the wedding celebration of my co-founder of this show, Christy Wise. I'm Mike Frizzell, Drew McFrizz, the jail dude in Kyle, Texas, which might actually be worse than jail. And I'll be guiding you through this episode with the help of two folks who traveled great distances and endured many hardships to get to Seattle for this celebration. The first of which is my good friend, Bobby Pape, who dragged his 11 Samantha over 3,000 miles to the party. Hello, Bobby. Hello, Mike. And also joining us is Meredith Alldaway Mahan, who convinced her 11 Duff to travel over 2,000 miles, although we all know... Duffman loves to party. Hello, Meredith. Oh, boy. Hi, Mike. He was more than happy to pack his duffel bag. <laughs> that word is not allowed in this household. Duffel bag? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he had a lot of fun riding on the Hemi boat. Yep, he sure did. I have and a of picture. course, joining us is the lovely blushing bride, Christy Wise. Hello, C. Wise. Hello. And finally, I've begrudgingly opened a mic to the engine that has driven this show since day one, Christie's Moon and Stars, her partner in life, in love, and in crime. And finally, in marriage, it's my close friend and confidant and the apple of Emily's eye and also <laughs> the uh, subject of a framed picture on the dresser that I have to look at every morning. <laughs> Jeremy Holmes. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> but at least he's wearing a shirt in that picture, right? No. No, <laughs> he is not. He is reclined in the sun in all his glory, uh, sporting at least five or six more chest hairs than I have. <laughs> Fifteen Just... altogether, I think. <laughs> well, then, then that makes it 14 or 15 more chest hairs than I have. And really, my chest hair doesn't qualify because it's really a collarbone hair that just keeps growing in over and over again. <laughs> um, we're going to do a uh, recap of their wedding weekend. The wedding actually happened many months ago to take the pressure off this weekend. When did the wedding happen, guys? April 8th. April 8th. So, so you've had plenty of time to get over the stress of that and lead up to the stress of this. <laughs> and we will talk about the highlights and lowlights after we do the recap of um, everyone's weekend. And of course, we have some housekeeping and uh, how to get involved with this show. But uh, let's jump into it. I mean, what everyone wants to know from y'all is what the experience was like for you. And and I'm talking, I'm going back to before Bobby and Meredith came to town. I'm talking the lead up to the event. Like uh, you had from April until late July for people to, um, I don't know, uh, make the requests, freak the fuck out. Um, <laughs> Mostly me. <laughs> yeah. First, I mean, I, I don't know how comfortable you are talking about your families in this context. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. There, <laughs> there was a lot of there were a lot of shenanigans leading up to this wedding celebration. So, um, Christy, just let's start with you because you're my favorite. <laughs> um, what 
what was happening with the family leading up? How far back do you need me to go, Mike? <laughs> I was born. I want a, you to go back to the first time you got mad. Poor black child in 1975. <laughs> <laughs> to the first time you got mad about this thing, to the last thing you got mad about the before it actually well, happened. The first thing, the first thing that she got mad about. Let me let me just interject real quick. Uh, was all of my suggestions? Is his mic open for Did the we... proposed for the proposed <laughs> venue? Venues. Yeah, a public <laughs> for, pool for the wedding. He came back from like going to a swim with Ellen. He's like. We can rent the whole pool, two hours, $800. And I said, no, because no bride wants to be in a bathing suit on her wedding day. No. Unless it's like a tropical beach or your Pamela Anderson. Like, that's just right. not something that classy ladies like me do. Um, also, he had this big idea because it's at a kind of a splash park where a bucket fills up with water. And his mm. idea was when the bucket tips, that's when we get married. Yeah. And we kind of jump out of it or something. Oh, no. Yeah. No, there's a large bucket of water that like is on kind you of a hinge. Like more it, of it, it pivots. Doesn't make it better. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it it's a very it's a grand occasion every time it happened. <laughs> and it it would make for some great it would make for some great photos, yeah. is all is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah it's a grand occasion between like a six year old and right. an eight year old or a five year old party. Yeah. It's awesome. It would have been it would have been a wedding that Nobody would have forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> and then his other was bowling, par- uh, bowling party, mm-hmm. um, just lots of and Costco pizza. Um, Costco pizza. Costco pizza. Well, now you're getting go-to. warmer because I'm a cheap bastard. I can yeah. get behind Costco like pizza yeah. too. Uh, and we actually ended up having a bowling party, we and did. many of us ended up eating Costco pizza yeah, that, that weekend. Yeah, that was, that's, that's that was my compromise. Ancillary deal. <laughs> That was my compromise of, you know, usually people have like a rehearsal dinner and we're, n- we're not having that. And a lot of people were coming in Thursday or Friday. So, yes, we can have some kind of bowling situation, especially because the venue and hotel were uh, about a mile away from yeah. from a uh, bowling alley. So there was that. Um, also, because I'm a cheap bastard, that's why we kind of did it early, because our venue, if you called it a wedding... <laughs> It cost $10,000. Like, twice as much. <laughs> they and, just doubled the price arbitrarily. You're talking about, you're talking about uh, the Anderson School, right? Yes. Yeah. So it isn't... Oh, I, fuck I should them. take it back. Yeah. It's not, it's not $10,000 like just a payment that's due. It's towards beverage and food. So you get all of that back in goods and services, I guess. But... If you didn't yeah, but call it's it two that, or three times inflation, we exactly. would have had twice as many tater tots basically <laughs> left, left over. over at the end of the night. <laughs> so if you didn't call it a wedding and just called it a party, it was only five thousand dollar minimum. So we'll, we got married. We picked a cool date for yeah. four, four, eight, eight, 16. 16. So um, we picked that. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I I don't like to express emotional crap in front of a lot of people and so keeping it as small as possible was <laughs> ideal i think when you describe it as emotional crap <laughs> then you're probably not comfortable expressing it in front of people yeah. and also everyone be honest with yourself that's the most boring part of a wedding yeah right? for sure everyone for sure. just wants to eat and have cake and dance and hang out. They don't want to yeah, hear that. Yeah, because you're like, oh, Jesus, these people are be divorced in three years. Exactly. Come on, let's just <laughs> like, get, let's get it, drunk. W- yeah, exactly. It's it's the most boring part. So that that's what we led up to. We had some shenanigans. We have a lot. If you want to listen to all of them, you should go back and listen to the Nerd Out Loud because <laughs> or look at our tweets of what hashtag wedding chat or Holmes gets wise because there were things like. Um, his mom wanting to buy the same color and style of dress that I had. Um, <laughs> what were some other good ge- gems of terribleness? My, My mom, mom trying to invite a bunch of people to our intimate ceremony. Um, what else did your mom do? My mom kept on like texting me pictures of the venue where we got married, like the week leading up to it. And sending Google, like when you drop a pin, she would drop a pin and then send it to him like she was there. So I didn't know if she was doing some kind of Jesus voodoo to the location or what was happening. So I don't know. She was very upset that my dad, who's gay and an internet minister, was (laughs) officiating the wedding. Like nothing really sat right with her. Um, My mom just brought a giant thermos of wine to drink during the ceremony, you know, because it was 10 minutes long. Yeah, you can't get through that length of a ceremony without some <laughs> she, she supplemental brought, wine. 
she brought her own to-go cup of wine to the ceremony, and then on and top to the of that, uh, when we left the restaurant, like refilled it from people's wine glasses at the tables and and took it <laughs> oh. for the road. I I admire that commitment. <laughs> no, because you're a cheap bastard, well, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also she made she jumped to get added to my dad's tab. <laughs> She's like, he, I'm with them. I'm with them. He's paying for me. So yeah, that that was that. Um, I was really upset for vain reasons because Ellie's mom accidentally <laughs> lost her glasses again for the fourth time, mm. and she had to wear her transition glasses that are cheap Walmart versions because she keeps oh, breaking them. No. So they never clearly <laughs> get all the way clear or all the way dark. Oh, so it's no. just like in that creep creepy stage so all of our wedding pictures have that she looks kind of like uh, willie nelson when yeah, she, she wears it. <laughs> i think the next uh successful presidential candidate should run on a no transition lenses <laughs> although I, when, when we were at the tbtl mariner game um she, we had uh, my daughter there and she was wearing the transition lenses that night too and i remember introducing jeremy her. it's transitions what did i say transition oh. uh, don't get it twisted you will get sued <laughs> so i apologize yeah <laughs> uh so i introduced her to andrew uh from tbtl and yeah. and i was like oh this is my daughter and uh as you can see she's got the rad transitions going on and then he was like are you making fun of your daughter <laughs> like, what is wrong with you <laughs> and those oh. are our last resort his mom loves hers and so she insisted on buying these and i was like no we are fine with these other and then of course every couple months the last pair get lost or they don't she doesn't come with any glasses on so we have to use those so i'm sad about that and for only well, for his reasons. mom is done with her lifetime of trying to attract males so she has no problem. Like, <laughs> right. Can right. I interject with two quick points? Yes. One, I guess the answer is no, you don't mind talking about your family. <laughs> I guess not. No, There's I guess my, not. Uh, Aaron Mason. <laughs> and uh, two, they, they do make good transitions. Right. And I'm just saying uh, these are Walmart versions. Right. I only say that because I wear transitions and mine are good. So <laughs> they were not cheap. Yeah. The, these, I mean, the whole total of what the frames and the lenses were $70. So that tells you how yeah. crappy yeah. these things are. So right. then everything They'll was... make the transition. Just just be patient. <laughs> just wait. Wait it out. Um, let's see. Uh, then we have a lot of planning period, which I tried to make it as minimal as possible because I didn't want to have to do a lot of work on that day because we didn't say it's a wedding. We only had one hour to prep the entire place. So I went with mm. minimal. And yeah. the only thing, I asked Ellie what she wanted, and she said, I wanted cake, cake pops, and cupcakes. And so that's the only thing <laughs> that was actually decided. It's and a triathlon of cake. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of cake. There wasn't was a, lot a lot of low carb, low carb grinding at our, <laughs> no. at our uh... exact opposite of that. Um, so at least you didn't have to go uh, source a lot of uh, vendors. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. No, it made it easy. So um, let's see. That that week, I kind of started having crazy anxiety, panic attacks. Um, I would like I broke out in hives on my hands, and my rings wouldn't actually fit on. Um, it, Somehow, she managed to get stressed and anxious about a thing where, like, pretty much, literally, all we had to do was show up. Like there, there wasn't a whole <laughs> and lot. Everyone we, loves you. We didn't have to do setup. We didn't have to do cleanup. We just like kind of just had to be there with a bunch of our friends probably one of the the fun things that happened leading up to it though was christy's uh christy's dad's husband so i guess her mm -hmm. other dad christy's dad yeah, papa, q. papa q papa q papa q did the um oh, this uh, played all the music thing. and so he was like oh i'll do the music and he re he really wanted to do it and so we um you know we, and we he were, was a, he's an experienced dj he's, yes, a, a he's very, done multiple yes. weddings he's, and events yeah so that had to make you yeah. feel Make you feel good. So, so we, then we had people write in the songs that they wanted and we had a bunch and I looked up the top 200 wedding songs and then Bobby helped me to create a, a Spotify list because I follow a bunch but didn't know how to create them. So he helped do it. And then and anyone who knows how easy that is, is not <laughs> applauding me. <right> now. <laughs> well, and then well, it saved our ass. And then like 
we two, met with I him. think two or three days before the wedding, we got together and uh, and and Papa Q goes, "Oh, I I I can't read English, so." I don't actually know how to play any of these songs. I don't know who, what any of them are. I don't know if they're fast or slow. Uh, and and so we said, well, what what music were you going to play? And he said he was just planning on playing his own music, his own I music, guess. Yeah. Um, oh, Not no. him singing, but just like he has a lot. He has a bunch of music that he's gotten it's from the internet. It's probably a unique sure. flair of a flavor of, uh, of, of K-pop and yeah. re- <laughs> remixes of things. So then at Wednesday, it would have been memorable. Yeah. So Wednesday before the before people started to arrive at one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, I was making two separate playlists that just said number one playlist, and then he was just supposed to play it in order, and then number two playlist, and it was supposed to be when people arrived, speeches, number two playlist. So then that was a little bit of a freak out that caused <laughs> caused yeah. me some anxiety. Yeah. And then um the then we checked into the hotel. Oh, there was another thing where my mom kept trying to get my dad to pay for her hotel room mm-hmm. because he sh- he as the father of the bride should assure that the mother of the bride makes it to the wedding, mm-hmm. although she lives 2 miles away <laughs> from the venue. So yeah. that was her thing from the beginning, and we kept saying, no, do not ask him but to do that. But there was a fire. I mean, you can't expect her to be wa- walking through <laughs> like a fire. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that was a freak-out moment when uh, all of Bothell had burned. <laughs> yeah, the week, we woke up to right, the Bothell week before the Burned event. to the ground, according to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> like a yeah, city we, block of the city that our venue was in caught on fire. Yeah. So um, we go to check in on Thursday because I had to do some stuff with the centerpieces, put put some tags on it. And I just wanted to have like downtime and rest before people start arriving. And we, as soon as we check in, they're like, oh, Christy, someone requested to be next to you in the room next to you. And Jeremy's like, no, no, this cannot happen. Because <laughs> no matter who that request is coming from, it's not cool. Whether yeah. it's a mailman from Tacoma or... <laughs> Well, someone's mom right because we, we no knew thanks we, we sh- knew it was going to be my mom there's been i mean there was two there was two separate times leading up to this event where we so there's only 70 rooms in this entire hotel and yeah. i think we had probably 30 of them with just like the people that were with our group so it was kind of like mm-hmm. a fun i mean it was like being in summer camp for the weekend like there's people we knew everywhere it was really fun but um but leading up to it we had we had set aside like resu- reserved a chunk of rooms under our name so people could people could actually get, get them you know yeah. make sure to get in or whatever yeah, thing god damn rooms. i wanted to be in one of those rooms and uh and and chrissy's mom caught wind of this or heard us mention that there was a, a block of rooms and so this was like i mean it was father's day we were at a family thing and mm-hmm. and she was like oh i heard there's a bundle i heard there's a bundle of Got rooms bundle Every, my room with everybody's yours. gonna be together like everybody's gonna be in the same group of rooms together right next to each other and i i think that in her head she thought it was gonna be some kind of like big party where we're all going to be going in each other's rooms and stuff. And I was like, no, I don't think, no, Mm. you know, I, I pretty blatantly told her to her face, like, no, I don't, I don't want to be in a room next to you on, (laughs) (laughs) on the night of our wedding, of our wedding reception. Uh, and then it happened again because she insisted on coming to, uh, uh, to like a pre-planning meeting at the venue where we had to pick some Decide of the, the food, food items and stuff. She brought it up again. And even the lady that was like the event coordinator from the venue was like, uh, no, usually they're probably not going to be next to each other. Like it's just kind of making sure you reserved a room. And- but also this is a tiny hotel. So you're kind of always next to each other in a way. Yeah, but everyone's around right radine not one to back down uh just <laughs> decided apparently that being told to her face by myself and by the the, the event coordinator and that, my sister that it was inappropriate uh decided to call the <laughs> call the hotel and insist that our rooms be next to each other so How they were nice enough to circumvent that th- they well, were they they put her in a room that was next to ours so like we were in 217 and she was in 216 but there was a stairwell in between a us. giant oh, stairwell yeah. okay. but what was really funny is when the lady's face when i was like oh no jeremy's like no you need to move it and her face was just like i don't know what to do i'm supposed to be nice to everyone <laughs> and i just look at the guy who is like very funny and uh i said 
we're celebrating my wedding and my mom wants to be next to us and he just busts up laughing and i was like <laughs> wait till my sister hears about this she is gonna be livid and and of course she was she's like i'm gonna call her right now and tell her it's inappropriate and i was like no it's fine like it's so far away that she's not getting her wish anyways mm-hmm. but that's a weird thing well let's take it on down the road to okay. when the family drama has passed and you're comfortable and you're awaiting the actual party and people are starting to arrive. Do you want to do that are or do you want to talk you about nervous Friday? nervous now that people are coming into town and everyone has expectations to spend time with you and you don't have time for all that? I mean, that seems very nervous making to me. Because I don't want to disappoint people when they are specifically coming to town to see me. Oh, for sure. That, and that's kind of our reason we had the Friday event. So anyone who was coming, I could, we could divide our time and have a lot of one-on-one time with, um, some of the people that had come in. So that was really nice to spend that kind of time and get to know people that we had either never met or had met only a few times. So that was nice. But Yes, that is one of my biggest fears with events because I want to have 20 to 30 minutes quality time with each person that's there and that's just not possible. Yeah, I feel bad for you guys on that. I mean, Jen planned our wedding. We did nothing but show up (laughs) and it was glorious. So Well, and I talked to Jen about this too because she kept saying, how are you doing? I know what it's like. And she said that she used to go home from every TBTL event and cry just knowing that she didn't have enough time to spend yeah. with every single person. Yeah. So it's, it's a it's, tough one. And I just seriously were, would look around the room and say, Oh, those two people, they don't know each other, but they're in, they're having a, such a great conversation right now. I wish I knew what they're talking about. And then also look at people and go, I see that person all the time. I'm not wasting any time on them, which is (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. But you have to do that in your mind. You know, like, okay, I I see that person every Saturday. I'm not talking to them today. I'm like, move on and talk to people. Yeah, even if you're totally more comfortable doing that, you can't do it. And tell me about um, the bowling night and the wedding night and what... Sorry, the uh, celebration night Mm -hmm. and what you... It's the night that for legal purposes is not a wedding night. (laughs) (laughs) We can call whatever we want now. (laughs) There's no bloodstained sheet. Um, Tell me about those nights and your um, takeaways. Well, Friday I got pretty wasted pants, meaning I had three drinks. (laughs) 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 So... I I know I played a lot of bowling and I wasn't excited about that that fact that you I You did was, great on the first game. I know. I I almost beat Jesse Dollamore which was exciting. So then then he's like, "Nope, we have to do a rematch." And so that's why I got suckered into like three or four games. I don't know. I oh, think well, with bowling, one game is perfect, just walk away. Like just be done. Um Right. Well, if you haven't been bowling in a long time, there is some athleticism yeah. to it oh and my gosh. there is some being in shape for the event to it and if you're not a big dude like jesse dollamore you're probably not up to yeah, two well, games hucking like a 10 to 15 pound ball down an aisle over yeah. and over and over again like, <laughs> right <laughs> that, well so since i don't have much memory of that maybe i would <laughs> defer to the other three people <laughs> about what they thought about it <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I'll chime in on the bowling. So that was the first thing where Sam and I really saw a bunch of people. Uh, (laughs) Sam made fast friends because she was in the contingent that did not bowl. So also with Duff. Yeah. I mean, they were. And me. You guys were I saw, I saw pictures of Sam deeply in conversation (laughs) with Duff and Meredith. Yes. And Uh, Maggie. The four of us talked <laughs> most of the night because yep. we were all physically disabled oh, slash mean, didn't uh, wear socks. The human Pikachu? <laughs> <laughs> the motorized. Yeah. Well, 
the yeah, rolling, rolling Pikachu. Yeah, scooterized. Rolling. Scooterized. Pikachu. I'm surprised Maggie didn't try and uh, try and bowl with that oh. little scooter cart thing. Yeah, I need one of those. If I had one of those, I'd be on the PBA tour. <laughs> I just had a flashback of like chasing my sister down the bowling aisle with a ball and also that ramp thing. Did that happen? Did anyone see that? I Maybe. saw the ramp thing out at various points, but I only saw children using it. Okay. The problem with rolling your scooter down the uh, bowling alley and doing that is you might start slipping on the oil and just it turns into a huge problem. Uh, I apparently at one point tracked some tomatoes from my bowling alley nachos out onto the lane. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I was was, uh, more than relatively... Drunk at one point, so I don't really remember how it happened. I mean, they were a mess. All the food was a mess because it's a bowling alley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we hadn't actually had dinner before we got there. Uh, anyway, I got to bowl at least my first game before he went over to bowl with Jesse. Uh, they went. I got to bowl with Jeremy Henson and his lovely wife. And that was the first time I had met them. And so that was quite a treat. Um, actually, I met a bunch of people that night, but I also forgot a lot of names since then. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of just running around, and Phyllis Fletcher came later. And uh, from what I remember, it was a great night. And mm-hmm. Bobby bought us a pin and had everyone sign it, which was so cute. Actually, I got us comped a pin and had everybody sign it. Nice. I offered to pay the dollar for it that they were asking, but when I said what it was for, they just said, now you can have them. We have thousands of them. Oh, nice. It's a dollar a pin? For used pins. They just That's were selling them for a buck. Damn, I would pay more than that just to make people see that I might have won the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bobby, do you remember that we did pull tabs? Oh, yes. I definitely did remember you win? that we did pull tabs. Because I'd never done, I didn't really even know what they were. So Bobby's like, oh, ho, ho, let me show yeah, you. you have to yes. Know. And uh, you bought like a whole bunch of them. I bought $10 worth of quarter pull tabs. So 40 It's pull a good tabs. way to look generous without actually spending yep, exactly. a lot. Exactly. <laughs> because I was passing them out to people. He was making it rain. Yeah. We won a couple right. of bucks, which oh. I promptly used to tip the bartender when I closed my tab. Nice. One of my, well, that place pours stiff drinks for pretty cheap. So I, I appreciate that. That's also why I got wasted off of three drinks. One thing I love is uh, my brother-in-law is pretty quiet, doesn't really like to leave his home. And he got on this bowling persona of because he bought a bowling ball at goodwill with the name mark so he's decided that that's his bowling persona (laughs) and he just became this outrageous person and he got so drunk and at one point they kept pouring more of more beer into his glass and he's like this beer is magic he actually thought that it just was a never-ending glass (laughs) (laughs) magical thinking i love it (laughs) So we move on to the next night. Um, how well, nervous- we should go to the day because Meredith and Duff went on a little adventure <laughs> with the Hensons. Yes, we did. Um, Duff and I went to Chateau Saint-Michel with Jeremy and Sarah. Oh, and it was lovely. It was wonderful. We went to... There- Ugh. So unfortunately... <laughs> it was wonderful. For us. <laughs> Other Jeremy, other Jeremy, by other the way. Jeremy, Jeremy yeah. Henson and his wife Sarah, and, but the concert series was going on, and it was jazz night, <laughs> which is perfect for me. So the, half of the the winery was taken up by this terrible, awful concert. And with what that comes with, the audience of jazz. Let's just say that. Yeah. So my parents <laughs> times yeah, a thousand terrible white people from the east side. Yes. <laughs> And so that was awful. And they took up a lot of what I wanted to see. So, but we went to the, we went to the gift shop or whatever and got drunk enough to join the wine vintage reserve club. Um, we've, our, we, our, our first box was waiting for us when we got home. Nice. That That's didn't quick. sound like a very hard sell. It wasn't. It happens every time we go to a vineyard. <laughs> Um, but we walked around. We t- we we were going to take the winery tour, but they kind of forgot about us, and and we never went on it. And we were like, eh, screw this. <laughs> and so we just went and had uh, burgers and went to a whiskey distillery. Was that Woodenville whiskey? Yes. Nice. It is conveniently but, across the street. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that must be new, right, Christy? It's pretty I'm- new that Woodenville got the changed their laws probably. 
more than five years ago. I'll be sharp shat on that, um, where they can now distill. <laughs> so it's so they have wineries, breweries, and distilleries. They have some oh, vodka okay. and whiskey. That's yeah. yeah there were right no there. distilleries when I was up there. And I'm not one for whiskey, but that vodka is amazing. Yeah, the vodka. I think it's great. my new favorite vodka. It's better than Tito's. Don't tell anyone in Texas. What? <laughs> yeah. uh, in 2008, Washington passed a law allowing smaller mm. distillers to operate with a craft distillery license. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And the stuff is pretty great that, that's mm-hmm. out there. Well, I'm ready to move back. <laughs> okay, do Come it. Come on out, bud. We're ready. But you've been re-enfranchised in Texas. You don't want to give that up. <laughs> right. I can throw my vote away this year. So We've got plenty of racist uh, next-door groups out here for you, too. Yeah. And Monday through Wednesday, yeah. you can sleep in a tiny twin bed in our house. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, can, yeah. I can introduce you to my uncle. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of racist. There's so, a lot of foreshadowing going on here to other people's weeks. <laughs> so wedding day arrives mm-hmm. for y'all. Wedding day is here, or wedding celebration, mm-hmm. at least. Um. Are you nervous? And why are you nervous? I was nervous in that I was kind of just really excited. So I had a lot of excited energy. And my goal was because the place isn't very clearly marked. So I wanted us to be standing out there when the first guest arrived. Um, But apparently... When you're getting your hair done and makeup done and drinking four bottles of champagne in your room, <laughs> that, that you, you get held back a little bit. So I was a little bummed and anxious about that. Um, Jeremy, were you excited? Did you have confidence, though, that the people you put in charge would make it happen the way you wanted it to happen? Oh, for sure. I had yeah. I had my sister and Jeremy's sister there on it. What, what was really funny is... We had planned every single detail, I thought. And the first person, Pilot Will, shows up with this giant gift and says, where should I put this? And my sister and Jessica look at each other and they're like, oh, shit. We <laughs> did, because we didn't think anyone would actually get us gifts like that. <laughs> right. So they had to scramble and get a, a gift table. <laughs> and they said, they said, oh, shit. Not realizing how appropriate that was to the gift. (laughs) Yeah, it was a giant case of toilet paper. It was a Costco-sized case of toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's more of a Kevin Farewell gift. But, (laughs) Will, it's probably very much appreciated. We got very few gift gifts, and they were all spectacular. Yeah, they were great. They were all funny Mm -hmm. or uh, very curated to us, which is our favorite kind of gift anyways. so. So... Jeremy, what were your feelings? I mean, you were managing Christy's feelings because you're <laughs> like me. I mean, this shit doesn't mean much to you, but it means a lot to your woman. So you're trying to manage her feelings through this. Um, take me back through all of it if you need to, but what were the times when you really had to... Make an effort. Um, you know, I was just, I, I was just trying to re- reiterate to Christy as much as I could that, um, like everything was fine. I mean, the, the people, like I said, the people at the venue really took care of pretty much everything. <laughs> like they, we didn't have to set up any tables. We didn't have to do any of that stuff. So, um, you know, it was like kind of just a pretty, at least for me anyway, it was a pretty relaxed time. Um, mm-hmm. and I just made sure that, uh, Made sure that Christy was doing all right. They were nice enough to drop off a bottle of champagne for us. And then we also went and got some. And then I think my sister brought some. Kendra. (laughs) And so we had, uh, we ended up with, like we said, we had four bottles of champagne and I don't drink. So uh, they (laughs) they were. (laughs) Christy was very happy. (laughs) I think that helped alleviate any, uh, (laughs) alleviate any stress leading up to the actual event on Saturday. But. uh, Well, I've met your sister and she's a delight and just the best person and i only know from post about christy's sister and she's amazing so you were in great hands but let's go to our friends who were there Mm -hmm. let's go around the horn about 
the best and worst of times about their visit to Seattle because Bobby and Meredith, they took the time out of their schedule and they traveled all the way to Seattle to celebrate your nuptials. Mike's getting so, choked up because he didn't get to come. <laughs> I'm a little upset and, and because we, yeah, Emily and I really wanted to go because we're close to Christy and Jeremy and we just don't have the money or resources right now to do it. Um, Bobby, uh, highlight and low light. Yeah. Give the, the low light first. Like what was your <laughs> struggle? Uh, let me give a quick, summary of our trip because you when you originally framed sort of highlights and lowlights we don't have any lowlights from the actual wedding fuck uh, you um, <laughs> other than the lack Sorry. of did, did i say that a lot other than the lack of a, a mike and emily uh, uh i mean the wedding was really great and the, the not wedding the celebration the ceremony uh but i have a couple of funny things but so sam and i flew out early we flew separately because uh, I didn't have to work on one scene she did. Uh, when I told Sam we wanted we were going to Seattle, I told her I wanted her to come with me for this because it was important to me uh, for us to get to go and for her to finally get to meet a bunch of people because uh, it was her first trip to Seattle. Uh, and she, even just in the last couple of weeks, has been more of an 11 uh, because we've been traveling and spending more time together than normal during the day. And I need to stay on top of TBTL for the recap shows. She's been pulled into listening a little bit more than normal. I don't think she's enjoying it, uh, but she's listening. So that makes her a good 11. Uh, but we flew out early and her request was that we take a day in the Olympic park. And I had never been out to the Olympic peninsula. So we made a point of that. And so we drove out there. Uh, we stayed at Will's house Wednesday night. Uh, she came in very late on Wednesday. So we were just there for a few hours. We got up, we drove out there. Um, we had a nice uh, drive out. We drove all around the Olympic Park to the Visitor Center, a couple other spots, but we really only had the one day there on Thursday. And so the low light, the the one main low light from the trip was that we had already driven out to do a day hike into one of the waterfalls. And we wanted to go back and go up to Hurricane Ridge before we were done. And Hurricane Ridge is a very popular outlook point that you can drive to, but it's up a mountain, basically. And we had a big rental Jeep uh, that I didn't want, but it was the only rental car available from the place that I had the reservation. And it said we had, mileage-wise, just enough gas to get up there and get back uh, with some room to spare to get to a gas station. And we were going to get one of the reservation gas stations on the way back toward Port Townsend, where we had a tiny house for the night from Airbnb. So we start going up this mountain to get up to Hurricane Ridge. And we're going and we're going and I'm looking at the little thing on the dash that says how many miles you have left in your tank. And it's dropping like by the minute. Oh, no. <laughs> like it's just going down and down and down. And at first we're thinking, okay, well, the gas tank's like sitting at a 40 degree angle because we're going up this slope. And so it's probably fine. And then we realize, no, it's because we're driving this giant SUV and it's working so hard to go up the hill that it's actually probably burning gas a lot faster than normal. And so mm -hmm. we thought we had enough gas, but we weren't thinking about the slope for the elevation. And we get about halfway up. And for people who've been up there, it's when you hit the tunnels. And there's actually a nice overlook there. So we go through the first tunnel and we realize this is a disaster. We end up turning around on the road uh, with no real room to do that. Just did it very carefully. And we went to that overlook. I assume it's about halfway up. And then we just decided we had to go back because we were afraid we were going to run out of gas on this thing. And so we never actually made it to the top of Hurricane Aww. Ridge. Aww. It's beautiful. We, I, I have to ask this question to the authorities. Um, why can't we just grant some small space in these giant parks for a gas station? <laughs> <laughs> there should be one halfway up that says we knew this would happen to you yes. i'm surprised that george bush didn't put those in 
Yeah. I would have paid I would have paid whatever markup for right. halfway up seven dollars a gallon. Yeah, they should. And Just it all goes please to please allow me to pass. Yeah. It goes to the park system. I, I co sign that idea. The best part is I rode the brakes the whole way down, in part because I could and in part because it you know, it's not my car, so I don't care. Yeah. Uh but it's a beautiful and, uh, drive, right? At least you got to see that. Yeah. And uh the uh the number of miles we had left in the ticket actually went up. <laughs> from the time we got like riding it all the way down i also have a great picture because it's one of the ones that does the math for how many miles a gallon you're getting mm-hmm. and yeah. it maxes out at 40 <laughs> but because i'm not using any gas it thinks i'm getting 40 miles a gallon. right you're in neutral yeah you're doing great <laughs> so. meredith what's your uh low light on the on the trip out my low Pike, light pike place no, 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 no. That was fun. It was first we, day, Meredith. No, nope. All that was wonderful. The low light was realizing that you have to go back to Texas. In <laughs> well, <laughs> so okay, so yeah, kind of. We all knew Texas can be backwards and regressive, right? But all and a hundred fucking ten degrees yeah. every fucking day for fucking forever. Sorry, <laughs> this aligns with my notes. Which you all have seen. So Texas is regressive, but all week I've been thinking about how shitty it is. Sorry, Aiden. That pot is illegal here, but texting and driving is A-OK. That is so insane when you told me that. That people just drive around like full. At least we oh, hide all our phones. the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, people three, drive through so. intersections with it right in their face <laughs> oh my God. all the time. That was my low light because I was like, Washington is great and Texas is the worst. What am I doing? And I have to go back. <laughs> that was my little. We will welcome you back and all your tax money. <laughs> all right, so Bobby, back to you. Highlight. Um, this uh, meeting Jen. Yeah. I finally got to meet Jen Flash Andrews. Uh, I feel like I know her. I mean, because that's what this show does to us. Um, and she was so warm and immediately knew who I was and immediately gave me a hug and then introduced me to Jason. And those hugs are hard to come by. She's not a hugger. And then immediately, uh, dove into a deep, thoughtful, uh, conversation about the history of TBTL. Yep. <laughs> uh, because she's, she's not a little red bandwagon listener, but Jason is. Hi, Jason. <laughs> Hi, yeah. Jason. And, um, you know, I, I think reasonably... Yeah, I think he alerts her to the importance. Yeah, well, moments. hopefully this one will make past muster. Um, <laughs> right. You know, I, I, we don't need to get into too much detail about it, but I think the short version is, you know, if we really look back at how much TBTL has changed through the years, and we've been saying this before now, it's a completely different show than it was before. And I appreciate mm-hmm. both ends of that spectrum very much, but it's just so different. And, you know, now that she's removed from it, it's a really odd vantage point she's got on it. And so it's interesting to get her insight. We should get her on the show sometime to do a Friday show. Oh, she, she said, no. So she nope. came up to me and she said, I really want to be on the show. So she's in. Oh, excellent. Well, I, I guess I just remembered her being on it. No, uh, we need to do her during sweeps. Takedown. So I, I forgot she has right. hasn't been on. This right, yet. she was the first lady of podcasting. Right <laughs> on takedown. Uh, I don't even know what you would pull for a clip, but I well, mean, it she was would just, pick her favorite. Right. Well, that would be yeah interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just it was uh, it was everything I thought it would be to meet her. You know, which sounds so weird, but it was so nice. Mm-hmm. And then I spent the rest of the night grabbing pictures of her meeting other people, including <laughs> Meredith. Yeah, she was so great. I saw her come in and instantly started talking to her. And then she would always like say, go be with your guests. And then she'd come up to me and ask me, um, who's that? Okay, what is happening here? And how are you feeling? And how are you doing? Okay, go talk to everyone else. And <laughs> it, it was really great. And then she'd be like, are you getting Harry Potter? Like she had to leave at... <laughs> I think they left at like 10 or 1030 because the local bookstore was staying open for her to be able to get a book mm-hmm. at midnight. Um, so yeah, that, that was really great. It was great for her to be there. And she actually didn't even know that Jeremy and I had met because of the show. 
And so I was like, well, you know, you're kind, I mean, you're pretty much responsible for the reason we met. And she's like, Mm -hmm. you, I am like, how did that happen? And so we told the story and she's like, and I was like, and there wouldn't be tens if it weren't for you. Like you made this community and you cultivated it and you're the reason for it. So you are the reason why. And she was very excited about that and felt happy. So, okay. Low lights now from Mm. Christy and Jeremy. Just, it doesn't have to be really low, but what didn't you enjoy about the weekend? And the whole maybe weekend? We, we can try to make you feel better about it. <laughs> My mom bundling the rooms, um, <laughs> not enough time with everyone. Like I would yeah. feel, I would feel jealous. Like, oh, they went out to breakfast together or even with like, um, I had so much to do and then seeing Meredith and, and Duff and Jeremy Henson getting to go. And I was like, I really want to go to that. And Jeremy's like, you, ha- you should go. And I wanted to be everywhere all at once. Welcome so, to my fucking world. I know. <laughs> By the way. Um, so I'm looking at everything on fucking Facebook <laughs> and Twitter and fucking What was everywhere. the hashtag you made up for yourself? We we don't know because Frizzle. we weren't actually we were talking with all of our uh, friends so we weren't like able to Frizzle. look at the chat. Hashtag Drew McFomo. Drew McFomo. It's pretty great. Um, I mean, not great that you had FOMO, but pretty great that. So I would say that just not enough, not enough time. Right. Jeremy, you know, Jeremy, I started you a, sure that I started a Facebook chat for a bunch of people at the wedding, but not you two because I didn't want to distract you with it. What? Yeah. See, now I'm retroactively <laughs> jealous yeah. of that. I have Drew McFomo about missing out on that chat. Yeah. Actually, so I started that <laughs> chat, and then as always happens with Facebook chats, a couple of days later, someone decided to keep using it Yeah, with an inappropriate comment, and then I removed everyone and then myself and shut the door. Bobby. Mm. <laughs> if there's a Facebook chat you want to start with more than four or five people, don't do it. <laughs> well, we had to circulate the drinking game. Oh, yes, Bobby, tell that story because that's fucking amazing. It served its purpose. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, didn't you guys, did you guys plan that? I thought that was started at the bowling alley. Am I wrong about that? I was told about it at the bowling alley. Uh, I do believe the idea started at the bowling alley. When you guys found out that Jeremy's parents were going to be doing a speech. Right. And okay. so the drinking game was that uh, during the toasts, uh, for Jeremy's parents' toast, that everyone would take a drink every time they made a God reference. God, Jesus, Bible. <laughs> yeah, anything West. in that general yeah. neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Henson reminded me shortly before the toast to do it. And I sent a text out to the or Facebook message out to everyone we knew. And then as they went through their speech, you could look around the room and see <laughs> at least a dozen people do it. Yeah, no, I had told people earlier that day and people thought it was funny. So there were random, I would say there was probably 30 to 40 people all picking up drinks and drinking <laughs> and that I could see. And then I, I, Jeremy knew offhand about it, but I like, n- like nudged him a little bit and kind of pointed it out to like, especially your table. And he just laughed. And so, well, yeah. you could see when there was a point where my dad, towards the end of mm-hmm. his speech, like just straight up read a like quote. a Bible verse or something or a prayer over us or something. And, uh, what do you call it? Waterfall? And everybody just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everybody we all just, just drowned. I yeah. had to get it. My friend had to bring me a new drink because I just <laughs> finished it. Cause I, oh yeah, that was another thing is, so my favorite part, if we're at that part, were the speeches. They were so, so much better. So my thing is, Whenever I plan a wedding, because I planned a bunch, I always say, pick who you want, keep it to five or under, and that's it. Mm. No, Pick out the people specifically because you know they're going to do good and keep You're it short. You're talking about sweet. speaking parts. Yes, yeah. like to- a toast. Yeah. So yeah, don't I, don't put any amateurs up there. I wanted put, no. I wanted to have open he want, mic. He wanted open mic. That cannot <laughs> no. happen. Because, no, no, no. Because it's, I love a good dumpster fire. Yeah, yeah he wanted that. Jeremy, I have a question for you, though. How do you find any food in it after there's been a fire? <laughs> well, it's just, it's it's sterile at that point. Yeah. It's, it's that's well where cooked. It's that's where Burndy's gets yeah. their Burndies inventory. After. That's their woohoo deals. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, how I had done, the, I had this envision, in, in I had this vision in my mind of how I wanted the whole toast thing to go and everyone seated and they have some food. And then 
everybody be brought out by a song with a picture of us with them or some kind of memorable picture. Mm-hmm. And then, then they start to do a toast. That's and pretty beautiful, if un- completely unrealistic. But it worked, It right? actually went really well, I think. Yeah, it, it did. did. Yeah. It worked. So um, if I had been there, describe. Oh, the picture probably would have been that my favorite picture of you and Ellie at the baseball game. I think Bobby oh. took that one. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's and a pretty damn cute picture. Who I would have the song thing really got me like that days and days of me pouring over songs and like I would just be like who's the first artist that comes to mind when I think of that person or a word and I, th- I think it would have been that Avett Brothers song from Song of the Summer. Don't you really love that Fuck song, you. Mike? Oh no, I Fuck you. We're all just, I thought LRB is all clap. behind JT. Yeah, I was going to say it would have been that Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yes. So, um I I would have had to really think about that. So, let me think about. So, then I said, "Okay, this is the order. It's going to be Jeremy, Jeremy and I coming up and saying, "Everybody, welcome. Thank you. Blah blah blah. You know, we're going to have some toast." And then it would be my dad. And then from there, and then my sister goes, oh, no, no one should have to follow dad. And I forgot. He's a really good. He does so great at speeches. He's a great public mm-hmm. speaker. Um, so then I had to reconfigure everything. And it was just um, we did us and then my friend Katrina and then our sisters and his parents and then my dad. And then it was done. So that was my favorite part. Everyone just did such a great job. I was, we were both crying the entire time, <laughs> laughing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it turned out better than I actually thought that it would. So your batting cleanup, Jeremy, what was your favorite part of the whole weekend? Um, man, so I just, I love being around people. And um, it, it was such a thrill. Like, uh, th- there was a lot of things that... Let me preface this with my my least favorite thing or the thing that I look back on, I guess I do have a little bit of a regret is I realized after the fact that there's a bunch of stuff that I wanted to say that I never did. Um, First of all, like people give people give me shit for like being on my phone a lot or whatever. Um, But one of the things that I thought was so awesome was like we had, you know, we had 150 friends in this room and probably 90 percent of them. I mean, everybody there that wasn't our direct family, for the most part, like I I just I wanted to take a moment to to point out to people like, hey, like these are the people. (laughs) This is who I'm talking to. And when I'm on my phone or whatever, like these are you can make fun of me for being on Facebook. But like this is my this is my community, you know, this is my friend. It's very fucking real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, I, I thought that that was, I thought that was cool. The other thing that, uh, the other thing that I, that I wanted to say that I really didn't get a chance to say. um, And I said this, I said this at our wedding, um, but you know, Christy, like something that maybe a lot of people don't realize. (laughs) And if you're at the wedding, everybody kind of alluded to it. It was, I mean, it was, it was, um, very nice, but, um, you know, I was not in the best place place in my life when, when Christy and I met and, Mm -hmm. um, believe me, I know I was, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start crying if I'm not careful here. So, but, uh, uh, I was not in the best place in my life when, when Christy and I met and, um, and, and Christy, uh, for whatever reason, <laughs> I, you know, I always say, oh, I'm so lucky, you know, for whatever reason she stuck around. And then I always have to correct myself because, you know, honestly, the reason that Ellie or the reason that Christy stuck around was for my daughter. Um, yeah. y- you know, there was, I was kind of at a point in my life where I wasn't doing so good and, uh, stuff wasn't real good with my daughter's mom. And, um, and, and Christy really stepped in and, you know, fought for me and fought for my daughter. Um, in a, in a time when, uh, you know, I wasn't standing up for myself and I wasn't standing up in the way that I should, you know, as, as a father. And, uh, it <clears throat> like, you know, luck, luckily I was able to kind of turn things around, you know, her, her sort of plan was honestly, once, once I, uh, once all the stuff got settled with, with my daughter, um, you know, and that was taken care of, she was going to, going to be done. But, uh, luckily I sort of, got my shit together <laughs> in time to, uh, to pull the nose up on our, uh, relationship. But, you know, I, I think that, um, Christy doesn't get enough credit for that and she will, yeah. she, she's not the type of person that would ever, 
that would ever point that out or ever, you know, hold that no. over, um, put that out there. So I guess, you know, I, I, I said it at the wedding and, you know, there was only 15 people there, but, uh, <laughs> luckily they played the, they played the video at the reception. So hopefully some people yeah. got to see it, but I just, you know, I guess this is a good enough time to say it in a, in a public way, but, yeah. um, you know, she's, she's an amazing woman and I'm so thankful for her and I'm so thankful that, uh, that that she believed in me, um, even when I even when I didn't believe in myself. Well, Jeremy, at that time, I was just getting to know her, and I was very, feeling very protective of her, and I disapproved of her relationship with you. But I trusted and respected her enough to, you know, uh, trust her judgment and not question her. I didn't call her out and say, why are you hanging out with this dude? What's going mm-hmm. on? And ultimately, it proved to be some good judgment on her part because you're a great person and she made a great call. And I wish you all the best and I wish I could have been there for your wedding. Yeah. Yeah. I love you, Frizz. <laughs> I love you too, man. I'm sorry I tease you all the time, but that's our thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. But Mike, if you would have been there, I would have required you to make a speech. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> how could you have done it? <laughs> I couldn't have. Uh, I couldn't have kept it together for a speech. I barely kept it together for this. So. <laughs> so um, I have a question. Yes. Does anyone know who taught Ellie how to do the worm? Oh, oh, no. yeah. My God. No, I, so I Mike, wanted to, I wanted to say tell that story. <laughs> that was definitely the uh, the highlight, highlight for me. Oh my gosh. Was my daughter, my five year old daughter, doing the worm in front of 150 people, and it was. I mean, it was perfect too because. I had invited her to go bowling with us the night before, but um, she's not she's not much for crowd. She's the opposite of me. Mm-hmm. Um, she's kind of an introvert and needs her downtime and really likes one on one time or shy. just being alone. I will adopt her. Yeah, <laughs> and can get can get kind of shy. Um, and so she, you know, she chose not to come because she wanted to go spend some time with grandma, which you know I don't I don't blame her, but. Um, uh, so I had been telling everybody for the entire weekend that my daughter's shy and she's introverted and, you know, I was excited that everybody got to meet her, but I had been kind of setting the table that way. So fast forward to the speeches at the event and um, Christy's friend Katrina gets up there to to make the speech and Ellie just walks up and is standing right next to her and Katrina's going through this thing and she actually made a really great speech. She wasn't sure what to do so she literally Googled how to make a speech and then took the bullet points from Google and turned that into kind of the outline for her speech and at one point she said and the next thing Google told me to do was to bring props but I didn't have any props and so Jeremy's daughter wants to do the worm and my, my daughter just... <laughs> dropped down on her belly and started doing the worm in front of 150 people that I had just explained, you know, to everybody for the last two days how shy she is. We didn't know if she knew how to do it. And she was very serious. Her face looked very serious. And she did it for a very long time. <laughs> she didn't seem to be having fun. No, no not at all. No, it she, seemed like it was a job. She, she stood up and she just had this app right as soon as she was done. She stood next to Katrina and she just had this like very serious look yeah, on her like, face. She looked like almost seared. like she was about to cry. Like it was just it was very intense. <laughs> she was I'm trying to teach seriously. her. I'm trying to teach her about mic drops. And I think that would have been a perfect time. for it just <laughs> Yeah, so that was probably my favorite. And what one of my low lights, sorry to bring this up again, but <laughs> we didn't, we couldn't really afford to have a professional photographer because wedding photographers like are insane in their prices. And then, so we didn't actually plan any photography at all. So we've been trying to get people to give us pictures. And mm. we maybe think that someone possibly recorded the speeches which i would love to get those. oh yeah if you were that person i saw a video camera at some point yeah. so <laughs> if you were that person or you know who that person was <laughs> yeah we're hoping let us Papa know. Q had the upside of having no wedding photographer is having no wedding photography of anyone in the wedding party with transitions lenses yeah for <laughs> that's sure true. That's true. But my one thing was i wanted the thank you cards to be like a cute picture of the three of us 
And now we don't have that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll find something. Yeah. Well, now we have an audio record. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, housekeeping, Bobby, get my crying ass out of here. Well, can I just make sure uh, Meredith only made one note? Highlights and low light. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I I didn't mean to skip over anyone. I'm I'm just I'm a mess. <laughs> I'm just... That's okay. Sh- do I need to talk? Well, you don't have to. Okay. No. Well, it's it's legal in Washington. Yeah. Um, oh yes. So I. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw your note on the run sheet. Sorry. <laughs> it's the only thing she wrote. That can be the show picture. Yeah. Um. So, okay, so the, my brief history with marijuana is that I used to, when I was a wayward, uh, garbage teenager, I, I smoked a lot of weed and eventually it made me feel sick. I would feel sick every time I did it. And so one time I threw up and I said, okay, I'm done with this. I'm never doing this again. And that was about 15 years ago. And then fast forward to my cousin lives in Seattle. He is a marketing exec for a high end pot company and I hadn't seen him in years. So I was like, Oh, Andre, let's hang out. And so we hung out on his rooftop in Capitol Hill and long story short, that stuff is great. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't it? Oh my God. <laughs> my, I didn't get sick at all. My favorite part was when you said being high is weird. It's like standing, it's like standing leaning against, on a, it's like leaning on a tiny fence. <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> so we were we were waiting to have sushi with my cousin and his girlfriend at a, the place you recommended, mm-hmm. Christy. What's yep. it called? Um, Mamambi, Mamiji, or something. Yeah. Mamanja. Yeah. In Capitol yeah, Hill. I just know it's Capitol um, Hill. Yeah, Papa down Q the street says, from where number he lived. one sushi. <laughs> I was yes, mm-hmm. I was very high, so I ve- I don't remember where it was. <laughs> um, but I we were standing outside waiting for our table, and and. I was, they were talking and I could not focus on what they were saying. So I was just talking to you guys on Facebook chat. And I felt like if I moved my feet, I would either kick over a fence or step on a little dog. And so I couldn't move. Like I had to stay perfectly still. Was there actually a dog there? Or was that something you imagined? It was totally imagined. I was standing on the sidewalk. Okay. <laughs> and I have one more low light, which I'll use right before I get into housekeeping. And that low light is that despite being in Seattle for nearly a week, uh, I never got to a taco time. Oh, that's all uh, right, man. It's there. They'll for always you. be there. You've had it. Before. Oh, Duff and I did go. Good. Where? I, ha- I had yeah. a crispy chicken. It was um in uh, it, Ballard. It was a legit okay, one. Good. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think you had a crisp you're chicken. Sa- you're burrito. in safe territory. Yeah. That was not a burrito. It's a flauta. Yeah. Yeah, no, the names are all... It's not Mexican food. Don't pretend. It was molten hot chicken salad in a deep-fried <laughs> tortilla. <laughs> it's a napalm. Yeah. It's a napalm in, in a tortilla. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying that's not a no, chicken burrito. <laughs> it's not bad. Delicious napalm. <laughs> it's It's what Emily blames for... Excessive weight gain during her visit yeah. to me in the summer of 2009. All right. Housekeeping. Uh, as of late, there's been a growing trend uh, of supporting Little Red Bandwagon from our loyal, faithful, delightful, beautiful wagoneers. Thank you all. We only have the most some- beautiful best listeners. That's right. We, we've got the best listeners. <laughs> the best listeners. The best. <laughs> Uh, and uh, many are saying, many are saying we have the best listeners. Yes. <laughs> That's right. And when we build a wall to keep other listeners mm-hmm. out, yeah. we're going to get grapes of red to build it <laughs> and pay for we're it. We're going to make them pay for it and they have to stay out. <laughs> we will not use your jam money for that. That's nope. right. Uh, even if they're jelly, <laughs> uh, you guys have gotten us out of or gotten us ready to get out of many, many jams uh some summer jams in this particular case and since the recap show um and we're taping this a little early this week we've already gotten a few more gifts and we want to take a minute to thank you uh kevin schaefer from colorado uh sarah settlemeyer uh in pennsylvania don hafner grand rapids of course michigan hafner ah it's late i apologize don hafner (laughs) no i'm not sure i just i thought hafner i think hafner hafner yeah 
Mike, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Don, I love you. We're moving soon right. to your town. <laughs> to Grand Rapids. Uh, and uh, Alan Christensen in uh, Normandy Park. Big uh, Al. That's right. Just outside of Seattle. Uh, thank you guys for getting us out of some jams. Uh, Anne is going to be the official tracker, the jam tracker mm-hmm. for Little Red Bandwagon. So next time she's on, she'll have a really succinct count of how oh, many jams we've God. gotten out of and uh, the average jam per supporter. So We get into a lot of jams. Yeah, we do. Because Uber and Lyft are no longer available in Austin. There are a lot of jams to get out of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, they may or may not be bail related. <laughs> right. Uh, and with that, uh, I see that you put uh, Jeremy down for the kitten yeah, ball flop. About fucking time, Jeremy. <laughs> can, earn some... can I say something about the archive? Yes. Oh, yes. I'm okay. sorry. I skipped over that. Christy, yeah, you have a good. dream. Please tell us your dream. I have a dream um, that the archive would be up to date September 1st. That won't happen, but. We can just keep on pushing on like it's going to happen. But I do think Mike has a very special thank you to our historian, Crit Munez, because he took on your week when you failed and dropped (laughs) (laughs) dropped it. Did he get my notes at least for Monday? <laughs> he picked up your repoed week at a uh, at an auction. Yeah, it <laughs> Turned it around, rust. sold it for some there profit. Was some, there was some rust and the blinkers didn't work, but he took it on. My Monday notes were brilliant. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is this me now? Yes. Yeah, I get to do something. You can find us, as always, at uh, littleredbandwagon.com. Of course, we're on Facebook. Just search Little Red Bandwagon uh, or on Twitter, LRB Podcast. You can email us, littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Our voicemail, 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. And... Christy is mouthing something at me. Oh, I, I just wanted you to say to um, have people go to our Amazon link, which is located. Oh, yeah. LittleRedBandwagon.com slash Amazon. And I think that we're starting to get a lot of people using it. And I it's think it working. would be funny if we did a segment where maybe at the end of every show, we said the coolest slash weirdest <laughs> yeah. thing that someone <laughs> bought that week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So just to clarify, so everybody doesn't start panicking, we yeah. can't see who purchased it, but we can see what was purchased. Yeah. Not even the city or anything, just what was purchased. And there's some I just noticed, by the way, I just noticed that someone purchased uh, the movie DVD, The Great Escape, on Amazon. That might have been my husband. And oh, nice! I appreciate it. Nice. Uh, actually, it was me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Did it just arrive or something, Mike? Because it's a movie that Mike hasn't seen, mm. and now we can see it. Mm. It's a good one. So I soon will. You ruined Christmas, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so we made it really easy for you guys. You don't even have to go anywhere, click a link or anything like that. If you're shopping online, just go to littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon. It'll Book redirect market. you right to the Amazon homepage. You just type in what you're looking for and buy it. doesn't cost you a dime. kicks us back a couple pennies. It's awesome. Jeremy, before we get out of here, I just want you to know that I appreciate all the work you put in on the show. And uh, I wish we could have you on more often if only you were more compelling. <laughs> or, or listen to TBTL. <laughs> uh, and with that, Christy, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. Uh, we love you, Jen, and I hope you're listening. I love you, Christy. Oh. <laughs> I think this one should be the couple, shouldn't it? The two of them should try to do it together. Okay, ready? Nailed it! (laughs) I thought we were going to have like a clap and a silence, so I kind (laughs) of... Nailed it! (laughs) You nailed it without nailing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a secret to marriage. Sounds like my last date. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, You guys. (laughs)